Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, nobody can tell you how to spend your hard-earned money in retirement, but it's a good idea to make sure that your spending decisions are sound, right? So stick around here. We're going to talk about some mistakes people make so you can keep that money in your pocket instead of putting it into somebody else's. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, nobody can tell you how to spend your hard-earned money in retirement, but it's a good idea to make sure that your spending decisions are sound, right? So stick around here. We're going to talk about some mistakes people make so you can keep that money in your pocket instead of putting it into somebody else's. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement. Kevin Brooker is here. Kevin is a fiduciary, investment advisor, representative. He is an author, wrote the, uh, co-wrote the book, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. You can learn about the book and get your own copy if you just visit silverleaffinancial.com, silverleaffinancial.com. Hey, Kevin, how's how are you? Oh, we, we're doing great. Doing great, Stephen. I appreciate you mentioning the book, guys. Please go to the website, silverleaffinancial.com. Take a look at it. You know, I, I'm happy to send you a free copy. I can send you a digital copy all a, or a hard one. Just hit me up on the website or uh, shoot me a text and I'll be happy to send it to you. Great. Uh, again, silverleaffinancial.com. So you, you were talking about here, uh, you know, maybe doing some things that that w- we should be aware of, but sometimes we aren't, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. I think people people get in spending habits, right? And you get yes, into, of course. And, and, you know, and, and you hear about your friends doing things or, or maybe you see it on television. And, and, and so you might think that's uh, what you're supposed to do or what you should do. And, and so I just want to talk about some of the things that I've seen that I think people are making a mistake with. Um, you know, we talked in the past about, you know, loading up and buying too many, ki- too many gifts for the grandkids. Oh yeah. You know, it's everybody, I get it. You want to spoil your grandkids and that's, that's fantastic. Um, but, but just let's, let's be sure we don't go overboard, spend too much. Right. Sometimes other people could get jealous or envious as well. And, uh, oh, yeah, I, I, a little, a little rivalry. Right. You know, yes, of course. And, and, and um, the kids love it, though. The kids are you know, please go for it, guys. You know? Yeah, <laughs> keep, absolutely. They, I'm sure they want to you know, up the ante every time, um, you know, but we want to be careful with that. 
Uh, I also talked about, you know, a lot of people that I meet, it's actually surprising how many people are still supporting uh, or partially supporting their adult kids. And, and I'm not talking about an adult child that's, you know, 19 or 20 or 21 and in college or, you know, going to a trade school or something. I'm talking about kids that are finished with college or finished with their training. They move back home or, or maybe they never moved out uh, and they're late 20s or above. And in my opinion, they should be cut off. They should be completely cut off uh, because you're a lot closer to retirement than they are. They've got plenty of time ahead of them to work. They've got decades. And, and so uh, I know it's tough to say no to your kids, uh, but, I, but I do think, you know, if you guys haven't seen it or heard it, uh, there are plenty of books out there talking about, about tough love. And, and that's one of the topics they address is that one, <laughs> when your kids can't seem to grow up, right? Yeah. Well, again, I think we all hear the stories. We all know people whose, you know, kids have moved back home. And, and uh, you know, it, I was having a conversation with somebody today um, saying oh. that uh, his 24-year-old son, um, you know, is out there making money, doing his thing. And yeah, this my friend still pays his car insurance still pays his health insurance. It's like, what really? the hell? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Why? Because, he's, <laughs> no, why? because he feels guilty if he doesn't. No kidding. The, yeah. the parent feels guilty. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, well, that, that's, you know, I tell you what, that's like backwards in my family because, <laughs> you know, I, I, okay, not to blame it on religion, but, <laughs> yeah. um, you, you know, there, there were many, plenty of things I was made to feel guilty about as I was growing up, um, you know, and, uh, you know, a guilt trip is a, I, I guess it's a, you know, hard thing to get over, but, um, and, and I'm not saying that I think that I'm advocating being cruel or something like that. If somebody's truly desperate and truly has no other choice, then, then you right. got to help them any right. way you can. Right. Of course. Yes. But, but, but in my view, it should be short term, right? I don't think anybody should need help for more than a few months, unless there's some sort of health emergency or medical situation going on. It seems to me if you've got, uh, and especially if you've got a, you know, if the child has graduated college, you know, they've got a degree. And the and right now, guys, there is 1.7 1.7 jobs for every person that's unemployed. All right, we've got one of the strongest economies we've ever had. Uh, so anybody that truly wants a job can find one. Yes, of uh, course. I, I, you know what I hear a lot about is, oh, I don't want that job. That's what I hear a lot about. And and I tell you, when I was growing up, it's like, okay, who says you got a choice? <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, you got to work. You got to make money. You don't have a choice. You get whatever job you can get. And, and so you work until you can find a better job and then you move and you take a better job. But it doesn't mean you stay unemployed and hit up your parents or your friends or other people for money. And so I, I, I don't know. It, 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 it drives me nuts as a financial guy because uh, it impedes the parents' ability to save their money. It sometimes takes sometimes they take money out of retirement accounts to help their kids. And I think that is a horrible mistake. And I would really encourage you guys not to do that. Um, and just say no, just, just say, say no. no. Yep. All right. That's it. Um, you, you know, the other one that I, that I want to mention is life insurance. Okay. Yeah. Let's it, talk it, about that. I mean, that's a, that's a subject that, uh, you know, people just, you mention that and then they roll their eyes. They, they do. And, and you know what? A lot of us have life insurance, uh, that we may have bought when we were younger. Um, and a lot of times, you know, advisors recommend it when somebody first gets married, they first buy their house because they've taken on these big obligations, Right. Um, and, and if it's a situation where one, it typically, I should say historically, uh, you know, you had one breadwinner going to work and, 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 uh, the woman would stay home and raise the kids and she didn't have the income. And the idea originally was to replace that income. If something happened to the breadwinner, the same strategy applies, the same theory applies. It doesn't matter if there's one or two people working. The fact is whatever money that person is making, you need to replace that income. If something were to happen to them, right? So you can keep on, you know, paying all your bills and doing everything you want to do and saving up 
you know, for the future. And so to me, it makes perfect sense, you know, and it's advisable that you do have good coverage when you're in the workforce and when you have large obligations like a mortgage. Uh, but when you get into the point of retirement, you really should step back and ask yourself if you still need to keep paying for that life insurance. All right. Because mm -hmm. chances are it's far more expensive as you get older. Um, and, and, and whether that's a term or whole life or another type of policy, but you want to look at what the purpose of the insurance, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. Right. And, you know, and Steve, in some cases I meet people and they say, well, Kevin, you know, there's going to be, I've got a big IRA, you know, my kids are going to lose, you know, 25, 30% of it when I die, you know, paying income taxes. So I want to replace that income tax. And, and I do have people tell me that. Um, and, and so we call that more of a wealth transfer situation. Um, as opposed to a typical need, which would be, you know, replacing lost income or, or uh, having the ability to pay off debts, you know, outstanding obligations like a mortgage. And so you want to look at exactly what you're trying to accomplish to see if it makes sense. And, and for instance, in my case, you know, we purchased some term policies about 20 years ago that have come up for renewal. Um, you know, and the premiums at that time, you know, we're in our 30s. They were like, you know, $23 a month or something for a half million dollar policy. Um, and I just got a renewal notice and the quote is 123. Oh all right? my God. Five, five X, a five X increase. Wow. Right? wow. And, uh, and, and, and so that, that tells me, uh, okay, Kev, figure out, do you still want to keep this policy? Do you want to change to a different type of policy? And of course you got to shop around. And so that's, uh, one of the things I get to look forward to over the next a few weeks is <laughs> doing a little off. research and looking into those costs. Yeah. Right. And, and, and at the same time, Steve, I happen to get my annual homeowner's insurance premium. I know these are exciting topics, guys. Well, but, but I think we all are going through it. I, you know what, guys? You're all going through it. If you're not doing it now, you're going to. All right? My, my homeowner's insurance premium, just they want to charge me 45% more. Wow. 45%. 45%. Right? I mean, I, I know there's been inflation, but I haven't seen 45% anywhere. No. Um, you know, but that I actually went to a calculator. I told my wife, I said, man, this is almost 50%. <laughs> and so I, had, I pulled out my calculator and it was 45.4%. Wow. Um, and, and, and bear in mind, I have not filed, we have not filed any claims, zero claims. Okay. The one of the nice things about Arizona, knock on wood, is we don't have a lot of, you know, we don't, we don't have a lot of natural disasters. You know, we, we don't really get tornadoes. I mean, we can get a little windy with the monsoons in the summer. Um, but we don't, you know, t we don't typically have flooding problems. We don't have storm. We don't have, we're, we're lucky in that way. We don't typically have those issues. We don't have mudslides and earthquakes. And so I think that's one of the biggest advantages about Arizona, um, in my view, and at least in the Valley is that, uh, your homeowners insurance should be pretty low because yeah. we don't tip, we don't have those same issues. You know, like when I was in Illinois, we were just a little bit away from what they used to call a, a tornado alley, um, which goes through Plainfield, Illinois, for any of you that might know that. Um, and, and this is an area notorious for tornadoes, okay? And so if you happen to be in an area like that, or if you're living in a flood zone, it makes sense that the insurance company charges you extra. Um, but if you're in a situation like me, you get a renewal where I'm going with this. When you get that renewal notice and you see that they've increased, you know, the cost of your premium so much more than, let's say, inflation or what you might expect, that's when you got to step back and you got to take a little time and say, all right, I'm going to see if this is a competitive price, which is exactly what I'm going to do. So I'm going to spend an hour or two. I'm going to, and, and the nice thing is when they send you the renewal, they also send you all the information that has all the terms, your deductible, your out of pocket, all of these things, how much coverage you have, what the limits are. So it's very easy to take that document, right? Copy it or make an image of it 
And then I'm going to send that out to maybe four or five different places. I'm going to say, I want you to match this coverage. Tell me what it would cost. Mm -hmm. and, and that way, you know, you're comparing apples to apples. And then, you know, are you getting a good deal or are you falling victim to something in, that we see in the industry, which is they lower the rates to get you in the first year because they know people shop around. And then after a year or two, that's when they seriously jack the rate. Mm -hmm. All yep. right. And, and that's what I'm going through right now with my carrier. I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> All right. But, uh, but true, very true story. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, that's what I'm going to do. But guys, you can save some money. One, you may not need the policies that you had. Maybe you don't need as much coverage as you had, um, uh, whether we're talking about homeowners or life insurance. And in the case of life insurance, you might not need it at all. If you're retired, if you've got your home is paid for, you know, everything is paid for. You don't have any debt. You pay off your credit card debts every month. You know, you've got money put away. You got money you know, in investments. There's a good chance you don't need life insurance. And, and so I would take a hard look at whether you need it or not uh, to, to make sure that it does still make sense. Sure. Well, and again, is that the kind of thing that if I if I came in and sat down with you and say, hey, I've got this this policy. Will you take a look? Let me know. Nothing. You know oh. what I mean? Just from is it a good policy? Is it a bad policy? Yes, by all, by all means. That's exa that's exactly what I do. And and I'm happy to help you figure out the answers. Now, let me mention, I'm not a PNC guy, so I don't, yeah. uh, you know, I've never sold a homeowner's policy or an auto insurance policy or anything like that. But I can certainly help you figure it out and help you help you look at the terms uh, and, and see what you're paying for uh, and, and help to help you figure out if it's a good deal or maybe you should chop around a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, the reason I say this is because I'm happy to help you. It doesn't mean I have to make any money off of it. All right. I'm happy to help you with anything financial. All right. Because I know that as we as we have a good relationship, you know, I, I believe that if I help enough people that then that's going to wind up helping me in the end. And, and that's how it's worked out for me over 30 years. So I don't have to get paid on every single thing we do. And if you're working with an advisor and they take that approach, then you need to find somebody new. All right. And that might be a good time to call me and I'd be happy to sit down with you. 800-975-6717 if you want to make that call, folks. 800-975-6717. That's the number to call. Visit silverleaffinancial.com. And so, uh, yeah, blindly paying for life insurance. How are we kind of dug through that? Uh, what do we want to hit next? Are we talking about uh, the home thing? You know what? Let, I, I want to talk about the home uh, just for a minute, and then yeah. and then we can uh, let's move on to another area. Sure. Um, you, you know, one thing about the other thing, something else that I have seen in my career, and I've mentioned this to a lot of people when I first meet them. Uh, I used to tell people I was like Marcus Welby. You know, I still do still do house calls. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, you have to be up there a little bit in years in order to know who I'm talking about, I guess. Um, but but my point was doing house calls means I'm going into their home, right? So I see where they live. I see. You know, I sit down at the dining room table or the, or the kitchen table a lot of times and we have our conversations. And then and, and a lot of times you can figure out pretty quickly, you know, you can tell how old the house is. Right. And, and in our conversations, it might come up that, you know, this is where they raise the kids, because what I'm getting at, guys, you know, something that I've noticed in my career is that the people that I sit down with that are that are now, let's say, 55, 60, 65, 70 years old, they're in the same house. If they're in the same house as when they got married. Chances are they do have a good amount of money put away. Those are the folks that have saved the most. They've stayed in the same house their entire career. And, and those are the ones, in my experience, that have the most money because they don't have to, they haven't paid the commissions to buy and to sell the house. And they haven't gone through, you know, moved and then had to pay all the moving expenses. And then, I've, well, of course, we got to paint everything and, we've, and maybe we want to renovate this or maybe we want to change that or maybe we're building a deck here or putting in a pool. There's a lot of expenses with moving. And the home improvements that come along with it. And so personally, I would advocate 
if you know if you have some uh, you know kids that are getting married or starting off in life, I would really talk to them, have a conversation, think about staying, you know, buying a house and staying there for the next 30, 35, 40 years. Because if you can do that, you're going to be so much farther ahead than people that have moved around uh, because of the expenses that are involved. Right, exactly. Well, and again, it's the kind of thing that it's a tough decision, but it's uh, it's one that needs to be made because it, I mean, again, it just makes sense sometimes to get out of that big house. Maybe it's a, it, maybe you don't have a, a main floor master, you know, bedroom. That's right. That's right. And, and, and if you've got that big house and your kids are all moved out, you know, I think it might very well make sense to downsize. You know, a lot of times, you know, we, we I used to have a house, I don't know, 3,200 feet or something like that. And there's only two of us. Yeah, why do we need that house. much? Yeah. Why do you need that much house? Right. <laughs> and, and, and the truth is I didn't need it. And, um, and, and so we did downsize and, and it saves you money, right? You save money in maintenance costs. You probably are going to save money in property tax costs. Um, you're going to save money in a lot of different areas. And, and so I think it does make sense to evaluate that whether you want to downsize and to move. And one other topic, I, one other thing I would mention that I've, I, I've, what surprised me, you know, when I moved, we moved from Illinois in 2011, me and my wife. And you know, something that surprised me is not the number of snowbirds that I meet here, what surprised me is the number of snowbirds that I've met that are moving back to where they came from. Oh, wow. That really surprised me. And, and yeah. it's, it's, it is not uncommon. It's relatively common. And, and what seems to happen is that they're here for anywhere between five and 10 years. And then, and then they, I think they, they start to miss, you know, maybe some of the birthday parties, some of the get togethers, maybe for the, for the grandkids or great grandkids or something. Um, because what they always say is they want to go back and be closer to family again, that they miss, they miss, you know, seeing their family all the time. And they want to see them more than, you know, two or three times a year, which is what they typically do as a snowbird. And so my point is, if you're thinking about making a big move geographically, maybe try it on a short term basis, maybe rent something for six months or a year before you actually make that move. Because just like I talked about a minute ago, there's so many costs and expenses involved in moving, uh, not to mention the, the actual work that's involved and the headaches that are involved. Uh, but maybe do it. Maybe do a trial run where you just rent something to see if you're going to like it. Because to me, it's a big financial mistake. Just like you know, moving your home multiple times. If you if you're retired and you move to to the Sun Belt and then you move back a few years later, you you just you blew a lot of money doing that. Oh yeah. And you, you know, and so I'd caution against it. Maybe try a trial, see if you like it, and if you do, then go ahead and make that big move. Right. And, and I mean, again, I understand the missing the family and all of that, but that's something you you should have thought about, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, you, you know, it's funny because they, they'll, they'll tell you that, yeah, of course we thought about it, you know, but we just didn't realize that how, how we'd feel. And it's something, it's like, it's like that. Yeah. And, and so, and, and so I always, you know, I, I always, whenever I hear something like that, I always say, well, that makes sense for a man because I've heard all my life that men are just not in touch with their feelings. Right. You know, but, but. But I thought women were born too, and I don't know. Um, I, I I think who, maybe situations change. You know, I have seen situations where somebody like the the health of one of them goes downhill, mm -hmm. and and that makes them feel like they should be closer to family. I guess uh, in case in case they need more people to help take care of the person, maybe I'm not I'm not altogether sure. But I just want to mention it because it's something that I see that happens and that costs people tens of thousands of dollars, you know, to make these changes. Yeah, I know that that whole move cost of a move, even if it's in town, it's it's outrageous. Oh, for sure, for sure, and it's it's getting getting worse all the time. <laughs> you know, so you know, like everything else, right? Right. You know, so 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 you know, one one of the other things we talk about though, 
um, you know, is, is what some mistakes that people make, but we also talk about how much income you have coming in. And one of the biggest fears that a lot of people have is running out of money. Oh, and I you don't want to so, do that. Right. Because I mean, you know, think about it. Think about if you had, let's say that somebody was living, uh, and just barely, let's say they're retired and just making ends meet maybe two years ago. Let's say they're just making ends meet. They're retired. They're on a fixed income. Uh, and they're just making ends meet two years ago. Well, now we've seen prices go up, what, 10, 20, 30% over the last couple of years, depending oh, yeah. on what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. How, how are they making those ends meet now? Right. And, and my, my point being, you know, if that when you set up your income plan, and this is one of the first things we want to do when we sit down is we want to look at your in all of your assets, all your liabilities, all your sources of income and all of your expenses. We want to look at all of it so that we know what type of what type of retirement you're prepared for and, and what you can and can't do or maybe what you should and shouldn't do. In other words, we, we want to take a look at all your expenses. And in my view, you should have guaranteed income that is pretty far, you know, I'd say well in excess of what your expenses are now. Because guys, think about it. Your retirement could be 20, 25, 30 years. So think back 20 years ago, how much, how much, were, how much were you paying for things? What was, your, oh, what was yeah. your budget? And where is it now, right? Even at a modest level of inflation, after 20 years, prices can easily, easily be up 40 and 50 or 60%. Could be up quite a bit higher. You know, if you're looking at healthcare or college education, they're going up at an annual rate of 7 or 8%. So depending on what you buy and what you spend your money on, your rate of inflation could be quite a bit higher than what you might see reported in the, the CPI or something. And so my suggestion, if you think that you need, I don't know, 4,000 a month and when you retire now, you need to budget for six and 7,000 down the road. I would say at a minimum, because otherwise there's a good chance you won't have enough coming in to cover it all. And so one of the things that I suggest is that we want to set up ladders of income. And what I mean is you can, you can ladder CDs, you can ladder bonds, you could ladder annuities. And, and so, for instance, that's something I'm doing with uh, me and my wife. We'll have Social Security, but we don't have pensions. And so what I'm doing is I will be laddering income annuities so that I can start them at different times. In other words, you know, like if you have if you put all your money in one annuity contract, most of them don't have the ability that you know, they have the ability to pay you lifetime income. But let's say you put half a million dollars into one policy and you want income. So far, as of right now, I'm not aware of anybody that can just pay you income, let's say off of 100 out of the 500,000. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you could keep the, so you could keep the rest of it growing, right? Yeah. But just start getting income off of a piece of it. I'm not aware of any carrier that can do that. Now, I think it'd be, I think it'd be awesome if they could. Um, and maybe there is one out there that can do that. Um, and if anybody knows about it, by all means, let me know. But my strategy and my solution to take care of that is to simply put smaller buckets in. So maybe do, maybe do, uh, maybe put in maybe 50,000 at a time. For instance, let me give you an example, or 100,000. For instance, let's say you're 60 years old and you put 100,000, you're married, and you put $100,000 into an income annuity. The good ones right now, the best ones that I can find, will pay you over $1,000 a month after 10 years, okay? Okay. So let's think about that, right? Let's think about that for a second. You're 60 years old and you've got $100,000 that we're talking above. We're taking a piece of your portfolio, by the way. I'm not saying the whole portfolio, but let's say 100,000, that'll get you 12 grand uh, actually more than the 12 grand, closer to 13 guaranteed for life of either person. So as long as either the husband or the wife is alive, that check will keep coming in and it'll be the same check. In other words, it doesn't drop. Like some people have a pension plan. They receive a pension payment that maybe is a thousand dollars now, but then when that pension person dies, the survivor might only get half that. 
I mean, they're all over. Some pension, some I've seen some situations where the surviving spouse got nothing, and and by the way, she didn't know about it, um, you know, which put her in a bad spot. But she can't kill the guy now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she wasn't quite as sad after she found out about that. Um, you, you know, and and so so in my opinion, you want you want to make sure your spouse is covered, right? You want yes, your spouse to make, to have as much as she needs or he needs too, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I advocate is setting up joint lifetime income so that whatever amount of income you're getting as a as a married couple, the surviving spouse is going to get that same check every single month. And and so let's go back to the comparison because guys, one of the things that's nice over the last uh, this year actually, since interest rates have really started to go up so much from the zero that they've been at for so many years, right? Is, is that interest rates at banks are better? You know, I can get a guaranteed interest rate of five point six percent for five years right now. If you just want a guaranteed interest rate, give me a call five point six for five years, guaranteed, no fees or expenses, and no brain damage, right? Yeah. And so interest rates, th- those are the highest in fifteen years, by the way. Oh my. Um, and, and so it also applies to income annuities. And, and so with a $100,000, in order for that to pay you $12,000 a year, you would need to triple your money in the next 10 years to get to what we call a safe withdrawal rate of 4%, right? 100 tripled is 300. 4% means you get $1,000 a month or 12 grand a year, right? Sure. So if, if you say, you know what, I'd rather take my chances. I think I can invest and do better. Really? Because you got to triple your money in 10 years and let me, t- do you guys know that rate of return that's required? That's between 11 and and 12% annually mm. in order to, tr- in order to triple, I think it's 11.6. Well, that's not going to happen, is it? It doesn't seem like You know what? <laughs> you know, I mean, if it I does, you- I mean, holy cow. <laughs> if it does, holy cow, you're fantastic. And if you really can do that, you probably should have been doing that for a living. Um, be- because there are very, very few people that can do that consistently is the thing, right? Well, right. Maybe one or two, one or two years. Sure. I don't doubt you can do that. But can you do it consistently for a decade? And then after that decade, now that 4% withdrawal rate, that's a rule of thumb. It's not a guarantee, okay? You might have enough. It might work. The probabilities are, are like, let's say, 90-some percentile that you won't run out. But it obviously depends on how long you live and how, lo- and how well the stock market performs going forward indefinitely. And so do you want to take a chance that we go through something, some of these crashes that we've seen you know, we, we've seen how many of them now where the market drops 40 or 50%. You know, we've seen a few of them in the last 20 years, you know? And so to me, I don't want to take that chance. And I'm going to say, you know what, what I'm doing personally, I'll be setting up the annuities. Maybe I'll have half, I plan on having a, a half a dozen of them, 50, maybe 50 grand a piece is what I'm thinking. Cause each 50,000 after 10 years gets you 500 bucks a month as a married couple, it gets you more for a single. All right. But basically what it means is that every couple of years, I can start a new income stream. So boom, I've got another 500 coming in. A couple of years later, boom, I got another 500 coming in. And they just keep building in each other, right? And in my case, I'm doing it all with Roth IRA money. So it's going to be tax-free income, okay? And so by our income being tax-free from the Roth, that means if I don't have too much more income from other taxable sources, that means that my Social Security, our Social Security checks will be tax-free too. So that's, that's my personal strategy. I like that. And, and are you, I mean, you must do that for some of your clients as well or something very similar. Oh, oh, by all, by all means. That's exactly, that's exactly what I do. And, well, I like and, the sound of what you said, joint lifetime income. That just, I mean, that rings true. I mean, that, okay, let's I, make that I happen. Mean, well, you know, it's, to, I, I think it's a smart bet. To me, it's the smartest bet because, and I've had plenty of people tell me I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to live that long. And, 
And then they tell me when their mom died and their dad died and their brother died. And, and my answer is always, you know what? There's no guarantee. Well, I guess there could be a guarantee if you're really committed to it. Right. Um, I've, I've, I, I have sat down with people and, and I mentioned long-term care or get or a nursing home. Uh, and, and I had one guy, he's like, hang on a second. And he goes over to, you know, we're in the, we're in his you know, dining room. He goes over and he opens up a drawer and he pulls out a bullet. He says, this is my long-term care plan. <laughs> wow. Said, wow. I'm like, I'm like, he says, that cost me, that cost me like 30 cents. <laughs> I said, oh man. I said, okay. And I won't forget it. Cause I haven't had anybody else do that. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said, I said, well, I said, uh, you know, okay. That's a little more extreme than most people want to go, but you know, I, I can't argue that, uh, I can't argue with the effectiveness, I guess. Exactly. Um, you, you know, so, but for the rest of us, you know, maybe we don't want to go to that extreme. And, and, and what I'm going to say is if you're a married couple guys, if you're a married couple age 65, there's something like a 75% probability that at least one of you will live to the age of 90. And, and so to me, that, so if you live to 90, you retire at 65, you've got a 25 year retirement. That is a long time. It's a long and time. It, and if your income is fixed and it hasn't increased, then, then you could very well have a problem. And so that's why we want to have some assets available that we can turn on to generate more income as time goes by. And in my view, guaranteed income is the best because then you're creating a floor. You're creating a floor under, uh, underneath yourself that you know you can stand on saying, no matter what, I've got X amount of money coming in every month and it's guaranteed for as long as either one of us live. Well, that's and to that me, to me, yeah, peace of mind. Oh, sure. And, and again, when that, with that floor, you know that all of your expenses, your basic expenses are covered. That's right. Exactly. And so any other and, income. So you've got that income, you know that you're going to be covered. And then, you know, you've got money to, to you've got money to play with at that point. You got money to play with. And, and by doing it that way, by taking care of the income and making sure that it's guaranteed and it's well above what your current expenses are. OK, remember, we talked about that. So it's it's not just to cover what you have now, but, you know, after you turn these different sources on, you, you can double your income, let's say, or triple it. And, and because I think that's what you need to do. Right. And that's going to give you the peace of mind and the confidence that if you do want to take some of your other money and invest that in the stock market, like, like for instance, me and my wife are doing that, right? It doesn't mean you're putting everything into guaranteed income, just like I wouldn't put everything in the stock market, right? So you want to be diversified. You can still have money in the stock market and maybe some other money you've got in you know, short-term money markets for emergencies and some other money maybe you've got in treasuries. I've talked before about you know anywhere from three-month to two-year treasuries they're all over 4%, um, which is the highest we've seen in a long, long time. And, uh, and, and, and for that, guys, you can go to a website, treasurydirect.gov. All right. That's where I've set. That's where I've got accounts. You're buying it directly from the U.S. Treasury. Um, you know, no fees or charges involved. And uh, I, I would bet that that's very safe money as well. So by doing that, you've got exposure to stocks, to bonds, and you've got guaranteed income that's covering your expenses. And to me, that's a good retirement. You can uh, you know, play the round of golf or take that cruise and feel good about things. So what, you said treasurydirect.com? Dot .gov. Dot .gov. Okay, dot .gov. Dot .gov. Treasurydirect.gov, G-O-V. Okay. All right, cool. And, yes. Well, and, and again, and, uh, I, I will go ahead and put a link to that in the notes so that people can go there if they need to. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's a it's a great thing to take a look at. You know, just go in and check it out. Um, you know, there's I have there's been a lot of articles lately. There's been record demand you know, for U.S. Treasuries, which is no surprise. You know, because the rates have gone up so dramatically this year, and 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 so take a look at what you're getting. 
you know, if you're comfortable on the computer, you have to set up a direct link between, you know, your bank account and, and to set up the treasury account. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you want to be comfortable with it. They've got great security measures and uh, I'm very, I'm very comfortable with it. You know, so, so this goes into the topic I was getting at that I'm trying to get at is in terms of some people will call it a bucket strategy where, yeah. where you designate different assets. Maybe you've got some IRA money you want to have in treasuries, maybe some 401k money you want to have in, you know, in stocks, you know, and, and you can put, put money that has different purposes. It could be a different risk tolerance. It could be a different time frame. There's any number of things, but a lot of times it helps people psychologically to think about it in terms of a bucket. Because, you know, everything in that bucket is, you know, higher risk, looking for higher growth like stocks. And maybe this other bucket is more guaranteed, modest or something else, a different objective, different time frame, things like that. But we call that, I think the bucket strategy is an effective way to segment your assets for different objectives uh, and different growth parameters. I mean, again, it, it comes down to, you know, having your money, purpose determines placement. And yes. if you start looking at it that way, it's like, oh, okay, so this money needs to be used, what, you know, 10 years from now, but this money is good. I can spend it today. That's right. And, and when you have those things in place, right, when you have that money in place for the income for the future, for your retirement income, this might, I look at it sometimes and say, that's my money for green fees. <laughs> yeah, kind of, uh, exactly. Right, right. You know, that's my money to take a cruise or to take a vacation every year, right? Yep. And, and, and so I think when you do that and you get them in place, that's going to make you feel so much more comfortable knowing, right? Knowing you got it taken care of, you've got the money where it needs to be. And, and then we can sit down and figure out exactly, you know, when do we want to have that retirement party? <laughs> All right, let's have a party. Boy, I we say, are, let's have a party. Let's have a party. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, yeah, well, it's, you know, December. We've got uh, Christmas coming up, Hanukkah's coming up. I mean, all of those things. Oh, yeah, definitely. So definitely. Party you know, at time it is. That's what that's what this time of the year is all about. It, <laughs> it is a great, great time of year for a party, for sure. And, and, and Christmas cookies. Well, that that too, and, and Christmas cake, and all, Christmas cake, and and everything else that comes along with it. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, we are uh, we're up against the clock already, Kevin. This went by so fast today, but I, I really love the conversation. Oh, hey, no, you know what? I, I appreciate it, Steve, and I hope you guys I hope you guys found some value in there too. And, and by all means, it's you know it's not there's so much to cover when you're talking about retirement planning. We certainly can't do it in just a half an hour show. Um, but but if you heard something piqued your interest, by all means, give me a call or shoot me a text. I'm happy to sit down and, uh, you know, or we can have a phone call on the phone and talk a little bit more and answer any questions. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member Spinra SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. 
Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.